Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Welcome to the GrassCast, show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. And I'm Quab. And welcome to 2021. We yeah. made it. Yeah, we did it. Uh, but, uh, you know, that other year, was it felt a bit off. I feel like there was something we forgot, Sean. Um, what are you talking about the the ultimate game oh uh, yes the, the ultimate game um yeah. do you remember how to play yeah yeah yeah. it's uh we go one two three and then and say then the word yep. yeah yeah okay. yeah one two Good. three and then the word yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay yeah one, one two, two three, three. What, what are you doing what? your time is all off <laughs> <laughs> okay Jesus. All right. This is really hard remotely. Okay. okay. Oh, this is the first remote one. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's it's a little hard without the visual cue. Okay. All right. Ready? We've already wasted a minute. Okay. Uh, we're ready. One, one two, two, three, three. rock. Mm. I oh. think. Um, okay, whatever. <laughs> what? what? What's wrong with that? It's fine. There's an I asterisk next to that one. Wait. Anyway, let's keep going with the show. Uh, who do we have here? Cheater McCheater. Oh, <laughs> Um, so today our guest is Caven Beamer. Caven, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for being on. Actually, this is your second show technically because you did the tenant review with uh, Quab and Amon. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. One has started more formally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was, I didn't think that was ever going to be released, but uh, Sean is very gung-ho. So. <laughs> I don't like wasted content. Mm-hmm. I, you know. <laughs> Every every second is precious to somebody. This is true. Appreciate it. I, I appreciate listening to it, so I wanted to make sure that it got out on the airwaves. So, all right, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll um, be something for the Grasscast Wiki. Uh, it'll be like in the goofs, like uh, Cave and Beamer was first on the tenant episode. Yeah, our yeah. when when we play our when we have our Grasscast trivia night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Yeah, our, our listeners, they're either Grants, what was it, Do we or Asshoppers, the Asshopper it's... Nation. Uh, <laughs> Are you guys trying to make up a name? I actually don't uh, know. No, it's, 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 the, it's the spectrum of, of what kind of Grasshopper you are. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, from, oh. it's from the Grasshopper, the, the book that we've talked about. And it's like, okay. you know, it's like you can be a, a Grasshopper or an Ant or somewhere in between. So you're like an Asshopper or a Grant. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah. Do you do you want to be a gra- a grant or an asshopper? What's better? It's really what your preference is. It's, yeah. it's kind of like you 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 work to play or you you play to work kind of thing. And I forget which one is. Oh, which, okay. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but playing is the better thing. You 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 like to to work to play. I like to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right for sure right. I, I I would agree with that. I'm I'm more on towards the grasshopper part of the spectrum is sure. that so is that is that what a, a grasshopper is somebody who works to play uh mm-hmm. i mean a, 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 an ideal grasshopper is just you you play until you die basically you, yeah you don't worry about the, the working part of life you just play oh okay i don't know it's a really hard way to live yeah, it's not i don't I, the world does not allow me to do that but that sounds no. exactly yeah modern society no. says mm, you can't be an ideal yeah. yeah so anyways um <laughs> It's been a while since we did one of these uh, interview style things, so um, I'll try my best to get back into the swing of it. But um, so we have this kind of list of questions that we like to ask our guests, like a, like a formal kind of thing to keep us on on our toes. So um, uh, first question we've got is like, what's something interesting to know about you that maybe people wouldn't 
normally know like what's a what's a weird little that quirky thing that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, I never know how to ask this question just okay who are you what are, what are you about uh yeah is there who anything? am i yeah a interesting thing wow okay uh, okay you know what you know what the first the first thing that comes to mind whenever anybody ever asks who am i so maybe this is a weird quirky okay mm-hmm. actually this actually maybe this works the first thing is that my brain likes to autocomplete a lot of sentences. So okay. who am I is mm-hmm. auto-completed. And I think mm-hmm. it's because I heard something on a TV show when I was younger. I don't really know. The answer mm-hmm. is always I'm Spider-Man. Oh, I am Spider-Man. okay. <laughs> who am I? Spider-Man? I'm Spider-Man. I mean, um, who does? <laughs> I, okay, because I thought it was, oh, no, it's what's, no, what was, because there's the Batman quote that was like in a Snickers commercial. Yeah, I don't know if I'm it's a Batman. real quote or if it's like a bastardization in my head. No, but, no, but um, I think specifically the question, who, who am I? I'm Spider-Man. I feel like that's from some narration from a Spider-Man movie. Uh, okay. Probably the Tobey Maguire one. Like that was the big one. So. I don't yeah. Well, until anyone comes on here and says otherwise, you are officially Spider-Man. So yep. congratulations. Okay, we got it. We got nice. it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's that. My brain likes to complete other things as well. But, you know, uh-huh. we won't get too far into it. It's, fine. <laughs> it's just a lot of quotes in my head. And it's definitely in the world. <laughs> definitely an answer. We have not gotten to that question. So, All right. <laughs> so um, can I call you Peter then? Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. All right. So, um, so what? What's the first game you remember playing? Ever? Well, okay. Um, remember? Yeah. Okay. Let me let me let me think about this for a second. So, yeah, sure. I know. I don't know if I remember playing mm-hmm. this, but I know for a fact that okay. when I was younger, um, like. I want to say five or six mm-hmm. i i've been told i played this game it's like a um it's like you know one of those stories that like your family tells you but like you know you yeah. as a kid apparently i've always played video games really like right um it's like a magic school bus game that was really good i guess i don't oh, know apparently right. i loved it i don't okay. remember that um uh-huh. i remember playing probably Hmm. First video game, maybe, uh-huh. be okay. Warcraft. Wow. I remember that was... I used to go to my grandparents' house and play like Warcraft 2. Okay. During summer vacations. Nice. Your grandparents had Warcraft 2 on their computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't my great grandfather is amazing, actually. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so, first of all, these are my great grandparents, and he was. <laughs> Okay, well, that's even next level. Okay, continue. Are you, are you five years old? How old? Yeah, no, so Kevin's a baby. He's a fetus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, it was um, my great grandfather uh, until he passed. He um, he passed when he was quite old. He died when he was like 101 or something. Oh wow! But um, he he always played video games. He uh, yeah. like was the only guy in the nursing home or like I guess the hospice. Or I don't know exactly what you call them. Uh, with an Xbox, he played wow. and Diablo over and mm-hmm. over and over again. I remember there's this thing Diablo used to do, where if you beat it, I think Diablo two used to do this. If you beat it, your character got like Sir at the front of their name, and mm. it would you could replay that character again, and it was like mm-hmm. you know like a new game plus sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he would replay the same character so much that he had multiple characters named Sir, 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 sir somebody. 
Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm kind of blown away by that. I I don't know if my grandfather or my great grandfather would even like. I don't know if they ever played a video game in their lifetime. And, and I'm sure, like your, <laughs> your great grandfather, so he's 100 or he was 101. Like, I don't think video games were around when he was not right like that was a not when he was born he was born in he was born in 1914 i think i think right okay yeah yeah there's that on the machine before world war ii (laughs) (laughs) well i'm just saying like video games were like a late introduction into his life right yeah and the fact that he got into it and became a like diablo master is mind-blowing like i really wish i could have met yeah that is fascinating like yeah. yeah. Do you even know like how he got in? Like was he into uh computer science or anything? Like in the no. 30s or just it was a more recent thing? Um I don't I don't I, I would say it's more of a recent thing. His yeah. uh I don't know too much about his early life. He mm-hmm. worked for Ford for a long time before okay. that he was in the army. Like he flew planes in the Second World War. Whoa. Um and that's 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 my knowledge of him in terms hmm. of his working life. Like yeah. Since I was born, he has always been retired, right? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really know. He's just kind of got into it. I don't know exactly how. Yeah. I'm pretty sure for the entirety of my life, he's mm-hmm. also always been into it. Yeah. Wow. So was that was that like an early influence of games? Like, did did that kind of spur on your, your interest in games, just being around him? Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I guess I never thought about that, but I guess so. Well, okay. So like, um, I guess. The people whom I spend time with in my family have have generally been interested in games. Like my great grandparents, mm-hmm. um, I would go to their house and summer vacation. They watch me every single summer, mm-hmm. and so I would go there. There would be a computer, and I would spend a lot of my time playing video games. Maybe not, you know, I don't know if it's the best thing to do twenty four hours a day, <laughs> but um, I did like it a lot. I played a lot of Warcraft and Starcraft, mm-hmm. um, and. Like other than that, my um, like when well, my father's always played video games. He's also been really interested in computers. He mm-hmm. doesn't have a uh, a computer science background or anything. Mm. But when he was younger. He built his own computer in like the eighties. Oh, wow. He used to run around with DOS and everything. Mm. Um, so he's been really interested in those, and, and like I guess by extension, played a lot of video games. So mm. throughout my life, I've just had a lot of people. I've been surrounded by video games. I guess. Nice. Yeah. In, that's... In, in, in terms of the question of like what's the first game, I, I it's definitely wrong to say a video That's game. no, I, I no. other games. We we tried to make it generic because people don't remember their first games, but it's like yeah, yeah. I, I like the like what's the first game you remember playing? Because it like obviously had okay. an impact on you, right? So yeah, yeah okay. so it seems like Warcraft is and the, has that game. And yeah, I mean the secret psychological test is to see what how you answer because I'm pretty sure you played like uh, tag before or something like that. I'm oh, joking sorry. about the se- I'm, I'm joking about the secret <laughs> psychological test, but it is always interesting where people go uh, when they think of a game, right. like their definition of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. There, there is no wrong answers, so it's, no. it's okay. Um, so, what was the last or like most recent game that you played? Doesn't have to be a video oh. game. It can be anything. Okay uh cyberpunk because i played it like cyberpunk (laughs) how are you enjoying well what what system are you playing that on first of all oh oh sean it's the original xbox the first one that ever came out (laughs) 
No. <laughs> yeah. The, are, you, yeah. Are, you playing, are you playing it on like an older Xbox? The one from with Halo, the first Halo game? That, that oh, Xbox? yeah. No, an Xbox, it's the, it's an Xbox One. But it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, right. The, the yeah, oldest these, Xbox you can play it on, basically. The oldest uh, Xbox you can play it on. It's, it's one that came out, like, we got it uh-huh. when they... Um, when they were like when they first shipped out right mm-hmm. uh, i have a controller that says like a like a like original one of the first xbox <laughs> ones that ever shipped blah 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 super old it's really old. Nice. Uh, okay so have, it have really you had, is. <laughs> have you had a lot of issues playing it then because yes. that's okay because <laughs> I, I i've played it a bit i haven't like i, I have a pretty decent pc so it seems like that yeah. was the one that we targeted to not have all the issues and, and you're on the other end of the spectrum so i'm really interested <laughs> to know like what um, what have you experienced so far okay so like i mean obviously i've read a lot of the news and not everything mm-hmm. and i'm aware of like some of the things that's happening and you mm-hmm. know i've experienced some stuff myself um mm-hmm. i would say that like i'm enjoying the game i like mm-hmm. it a lot um mm-hmm. i like the story uh i like I, I just like Keanu Reeves, uh, so. Oh, you met <laughs> Keanu? Yeah, that's great. I haven't Keanu, met him yet. How, what, what's he like in the game? You haven't met Keanu? No, not yet. Uh, he's like your best friend, man. Oh, you can't no. get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bad thing. That sounds like a, a complaint. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, uh, like I like his character. He's really, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. And mm-hmm. I am really enjoying sort of, I guess, the, uh, the story and... Mm-hmm. It's the thing that I like. Uh, the reason why I was really, I was really excited about Cyberpunk before it came out. The reason I was really excited about it is because I played like I played The Witcher, and okay. I really, really liked um, the company's uh, approach to storytelling in games. Right. Mm. Um, I don't know how many companies do or don't do this, but I do mm-hmm. know that like there are there are definitely video game companies that have foregone hiring writers entirely to try mm. to save money, mm-hmm. um, and a huge part of the motivation for me to play RPGs and things now. I used to play mm-hmm. a lot more when I was a kid, but for me to play those style of games now, mm-hmm. uh, I need to be interested in the story and what's going on. I need to be invested. Oh, Otherwise, okay. I just don't want to play it. Right. Um, so to not have a writer, like I've tried to play those games and now I honestly, in my opinion, like they're terrible and I don't want to play them. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're not interesting in any way. But um, so the, when The Witcher came out and it was really good both like mechanically and like story-wise. I was really, I was really into them. I liked it a lot. And mm-hmm. so for Cyberpunk, the same thing in terms of the story is still really good. So I like that. Okay. Now, in terms of issues, mm-hmm. there are glitches are like a mainstay of the game. Um, <laughs> it's primarily sorry. Oh, I was gonna say you just kind of like going it going with the flow, like it just become like an enjoying 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 i can't say this right it's it's just like you're just it's, enjoying it basically right? uh, it's just, part of the story like i, right. I think we I it, talked to caven about it. i was like yeah no it's all about <laughs> cybernetic implants and the, you got the cheap ones so reality yeah, breaks just, every just, now and then just, uh you just pretend yeah yeah um, <laughs> right. narrative narrative it's all choice pretend. it's all pretend anyway um, <laughs> no no but, <laughs> um but no okay so like there is um like I've I've had to modify my behavior in terms of how I play games, honestly, to get this game okay. to work decently <laughs> enough, which is a problem. But like, okay, it's it's it's, it's to be honest, not going to sound great, and it isn't great. <laughs> yeah, walk us sure. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So a good example of the sort of I guess mm-hmm. 
like unstable like how like the game is unstable mm-hmm. um there's a trigger in a doorway i'm fairly certain walking through that's supposed to trigger dialogue for people when you walk through that doorway and these people are part of quests okay. i'm supposed to go on i'm supposed to talk to them when i walk past the doorway they start talking and then i can like communicate with them except when i was playing the trigger had not loaded and i had already walked through the doorway so right. i walk up to these people and i stare at them and i stare at them for like a minute and they refuse to talk to me um and i'm now i'm concerned i'm like oh is there, is there something wrong so i walk out back outside to like i don't know try to force reset the game i walk mm-hmm. outside and as i walk past the doorway they start talking <laughs> <laughs> right so there's little things like that which are somewhat of an issue there was an issue I met with recently where uh, the game insisted I was still in combat for a really, really long time because mm. it didn't think I'd kill it, everybody. Wow. You can't save when you're still in combat. <laughs> and I had mm. to like find a new combat, start that combat, and then beat it, and then I could save the game. Oh, okay. Um, it's good it was like a, a on-off switch and not like a counter. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're in fights now, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there are there are absolutely glitchy problems, and yeah. they honestly probably should have waited uh, either to release it or just said that straight up said like you can't play these on older consoles, like it's just not going to work. Right. Um. But other than that, like I am enjoying it. I am having a good time. Mm-hmm. You just just kind of pretending like you're in the Matrix and like this is how the Matrix works. Yeah, you're, you're the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must be really boring to be Neo. Like honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. um yeah i haven't gotten too into it and thankfully like like i said i have a decent setup i don't really see a lot of the glitches um i i I do like appreciate the the story components in the game i was talking about that Mm -hmm. on our uh review thing how like um i don't know what what what, um what stream of the game did you pick like what character type oh yeah oh i uh i took uh corpo of right. course you did. You're so corp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm not you, surprised. Have you, have you tried any of the other streams yet? No, I'm. I'm. I'm a, they, they look pretty cool though. I want to try the Nomad one. To be honest, that seems really cool. Yeah. Um. Well, like um, I was talking about previously. Um, I noticed that like because I just kind of started two of them really quickly. Just I wanted to see like what the difference was and yeah. Um. I noticed that when I played the street kid as opposed to the corpo, um, when you're talking to your your NPC friend Jackie, um, yeah. when he says things in Spanish in the corpo version, it doesn't translate it. But when you're a street kid, it does. And I was saying how. That oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, I was like, that's, <laughs> that's a nice little awesome. touch. Like just yeah. those little things that are like, oh, that's you know, it's a nice little thing that they put in there. That yeah. How many people notice that, right? So um I, I do appreciate that like attention to detail um i just mm-hmm. yeah i just haven't had time i my my biggest gripe was with the game was that it's really hard to get into a game with uh set in a dystopian future when we're living in a dystopian <laughs> I mean... like, hard, hard to, is that like, is that a gripe of the game or a gripe with reality it's, yeah uh, with, with reality yeah like, if, if reality was peachy i'd be like i need something dystopian to play but yeah um I don't know. I'd, I'd rather play a game as Spider-Man, right? Something like super fantastic where I have like these awesome sure. abilities and I live mm-hmm. in this crazy world and stuff. Like that's just a total escape from the mm-hmm. normal that we're in right now. So <laughs> <laughs> is, um, is Cyberpunk 2077 pretty close to 
right now. It, it feels like a extrapolation like, of where we are. Okay. Like, right. like, like, like a, like an, ex, yeah, I guess like an exaggerated in every way. Style. Yeah. I, I mean, like 10 years in the future, five years in the future, next um, year. 57 years. <laughs> no, I know there's a year associated with it, but I mean, yeah. am, is, are any of us going to be here at 77? <laughs> uh who knows like life expectancy keeps going up mm-hmm. Maybe we'll make until it. it goes down <laughs> yeah hey nutrient, oh, it, it, it'll be fine stop mm-hmm. reading yeah. those existential things it's fine it's fine uh yeah the yeah i haven't actually played this game um but it's interesting like are were you familiar with like the cyberpunk um kind mm. of world before like the rpg That'd or like any other um like media so uh no i mean like i Media, maybe I mm-hmm. like the the genre, the sort of style of like the dystopian future with like extremely advanced technology and cybernetic, mm-hmm. and I just like the idea of like cybernetically enhancing your body. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I I like how at the beginning of this game, you don't have a lot of those upgrades, but you mm-hmm. can sort of buy them and you can change your character. So now my character has right. blades in her hands <laughs> and she can double jump, uh, and like I've turned into. Like starting out as like I guess kind of just a person into I'm basically like like a killing machine now, which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, and speaking of like a dystopian world, mm-hmm. I do like playing in a dystopian world mm-hmm. where I can sort of affect the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the power fantasy, right? Like the, that's the whole right. thing. Yes, it is. It is the power fantasy when you're when you're the main character, especially in RPGs. I you're the protagonist you're, you're just you're just magic you're just magic I can do whatever I want you can't stop me people they try to say whatever they try to say you know oh we're gonna tell you uh no you're not I could uh-huh. wipe up the whole city <laughs> okay good to know all of the bad <laughs> yep we got it on tape all right <laughs> all right bring them in boys <laughs> That's, that's that's what's fun about these style of games yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for me anyway especially the dystopian ones mm. um but i wasn't uh i wasn't i didn't know anything about the rpg like the tabletop rpg before mm. this mm. um but had you read now any after of playing this yeah have, have you read any of the uh literature like um neuromancer snow, neuromancer snow crash anything like that not neuromancer no mm-hmm. not the early stuff mm-hmm. um okay yeah that's fine i just started i i've read snow crash and i'm mm-hmm. like maybe halfway through neuromancer mm-hmm. um so maybe we can talk about it at a different time they're they're interesting snow, uh, snow crash is a fun ride yes but i didn't realize snow crash is like a is like kind of satirical so it's like right. everything that's so outrageous they're the protagonist is named hero protagonist. He's a, he starts off as being like a ninja delivery service guy who works for the mafia. Like that's in the first like few pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's absolutely insane. So, um, but then, yeah. Sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. And, yeah. and, and then neuromancer is like, I guess it made all the terminology like we even use for the internet. So that's been right. kind of interesting. It's a little slower. Oh, cool. It's, it's yeah. more like a detective story, I'd say, but just mm-hmm. like set in like this, new setting which i guess is old now but it like i guess said all the the stuff between that and like blade runner um which is interesting have you seen blade runner Caven? yes yes i've okay. seen blade runner. okay both of them or just 
but probably oh there was a newer one yeah yeah the new one yeah yeah i think maybe i think i saw pieces of it Oh, that doesn't okay. It's like it's like four hours or whatever. <laughs> You'd know if you saw it. <laughs> no, I think it's like two and a half or something. It's long though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sean, you aren't a fan of uh, Blade Not Runner twenty four. Nah. Okay, yeah, I felt it dragged a bit. Uh sure. There's a lot of shots of just scenery, but it's mm-hmm. it's it is beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah. It looks yeah. very good, but yes, it and does. I just—I don't know. I'm not—I'm not vibing with grumpy Harrison Ford. I just feel like <laughs> every time he's on screen, I just like just go home, man, take a nap. I, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> I mean, I—I'm I, here for whatever Harrison Ford I can get. He, like, I remember being like maybe like 11 and like realizing like, oh, he's an actor. Like the first movie I saw him in was The Fugitive. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so not Indiana Jones, not Hansel, <laughs> The Fugitive, and I was like, mm-hmm. this is my favorite movie because like, i'm oh, yeah. an adult with yeah. adult opinions at like age 11 um but it, it was a really good movie um yeah but yeah grumpy i'll take him i'll take any harrison i can get <laughs> anyways let's uh let's keep going um so uh, it, yeah it sounds like you are but i don't want to say for certain what would you consider yourself a gamer and like how do you feel about that sort of tag as a gamer like what, what do you think about uh, i do i do remember i do remember question it's been so long since i've listened to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so you've had time to think about it okay great of course yeah absolutely that's what i've been spending my time doing um yeah i mean yes i consider myself a gamer um do i what do i i guess okay i mean there are like there there have been on the internet i feel like especially connotations with that term Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of people who quote unquote call themselves real gamers versus not, I guess what I would say is I don't consider myself a real gamer because I don't want to associate myself with exclusionary people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I consider myself a gamer in that one who has played games or who is interested in games generally. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think we even got into it or in your introduction, like the reason I know you is mm. through uh, this board game group, which comes up a lot on this yeah. podcast. Right. And I don't think we talked about a single board game yet, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like even in terms of that label, it's like uh, I've played board games with you. You are uh, very competitive, <laughs> very strategic, I will say. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good. Uh and yeah, and you have opinions. Uh yeah. Uh I think you were, you did want to mention, I think you had a rebuttal to one of our earlier episodes. Uh, yeah, oh. okay. Yeah. Do you have do you have your notes? Do you have your your, your PowerPoint uh presentation ready? Uh, In episode three, you made a note. <laughs> I I I thought about it mm-hmm. five minutes before we started this podcast. So mm-hmm. I'm, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Go um, okay. So I think it is, is um, and I don't I don't remember the episode name, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the one um, with Doug. It was the one with Doug. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, it's about timers. Okay. I am uh, generally speaking not a fan of timers. Okay. <laughs> or board games specifically, or like timers in like a well, video. It would game be game. it would be board games. I guess I guess I haven't thought about it with video games. It's probably fine with that. That's it is it is it is for board games or for turn based games. If that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, specify your terms. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there, there's, there's, there's sort of reason to this. I don't, I don't remember exactly what the. Um, again, it's been a long time since I've listened to the episode. 
but um, I don't remember the exact reason why Doug was such a huge fan of them. I think I, I think it was more for flow. I I think yeah, he had issue with not, games not that. to not to monopolize people's time when you're at, when you're at the table. Like basically, everyone has like right. you know, an equal share. So one person doesn't take five minutes, the other person takes twenty minutes, and everyone kind of gets disengaged. I think is the right. I agree that disengagement or not monopolizing your time is important, and I, mm-hmm. I just don't think the way to solve that is with timers. Okay, I, okay. So here's here's the idea. Um, uh-huh. What we're, what we're trying to get around here is the idea of like an optimal turn length, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, turns that are too long are obviously a problem in that mm-hmm. people get uninterested right. and they sort of disengage. And turns can be too long uh, with the person taking the turn too. I know right. I play games where I've like been staring at a game with a lot of open information. Mm-hmm. And I know if I sit here and take the time, I could calculate mm-hmm. the best move. Mm-hmm. But I also just don't want to because it would take right. too long. I'm not going yeah. in. Yeah. So it's it's it could be a twofold thing. I mean, turn we I feel like we focus when we focus on turn length on the people waiting for their turn, mm-hmm. but like taking the turn, it can also be too long for them as well. Right. Um. So there's there's the, that's the obvious thing is turns can be too long. Uh, just for the sake of the I guess the quote unquote thesis. <laughs> um, <laughs> Turns could be too short as well. Mm-hmm. If you have, say, you set a timer for half a second, and everybody's turns must be half a second in a very heavy analysis game, that would obviously be bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, be bad for the person taking the turn because they don't have any time to think. And it'd be mm-hmm. bad for the people not taking that turn because, well, you're effectively not playing, and I don't know if I want to play a game by myself. Right. Um, so this, this is too long and it's too short. Uh-huh. So the question is, how do you What's how do you decide on an optimal amount? Mm-hmm. And it depends on a few things. It depends on the game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Certain games are different than others. Like certain games, you want faster turns. Certain mm-hmm. games, you want a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on the people playing. And I think right. this is sort of maybe the crux of my idea here. Mm-hmm. Um, in a it's mostly what I would say is a turn that is quote unquote too long. Mm-hmm. The turn that sort of like the collective group at the table mm-hmm. is not interested in engaging with. Mm-hmm. And you, you will get issues where the individual taking the turn is interested in engaging with it this long, whereas everybody else is not interested in waiting that long. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where you would get the conflict. And then so people say, okay, we set a timer and then, hi, you're done. You can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say is that like, it, it this is this is sort of my my solution mm-hmm. um and we'll get to why i think my this solution is better than timers okay <laughs> is honestly and it's kind of vague is feel empathetically around the table if that makes sense okay uh-huh. you are taking your turn and you notice everybody is bored yeah. it is time to be done mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> okay okay Mm-hmm. So, but what if at, everybody's just super polite and you yeah, we we yeah. we are in Canada and we're all very polite. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone well, is passive aggressive. They don't want to say they're well. Yeah, I guess I just, play, playing I board that, games we have screams of obscenities at each other. So um, we're still friends. <laughs> so it's, I'm sure okay, it's people that you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I have an idea. I'm going to throw it out there. See what you think of it. Mm-hmm. So, um timers they're not set in stone so it's not like five minutes if you haven't made your move too bad we move to the next person right but 
like you basically establish at the table, okay, we're going to say five minutes should be the optimal time for a turn. If after five minutes you haven't done anything, the rest of the table is allowed to berate you and yell at you and tell you, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you have a f- nice five quiet minutes to think about your turn. <laughs> after that, all bets are off. I I still, that feel, it still feels very rigid. See, I don't want like, nothing to immediate berating, right? I want to ramp up. I want, like, a, uh, you, you know. Want, you want a warning, warning bell? Like, people are, like, starting to, like, fiddle with their stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, now people looking like sighing, and then they start to berate you, right? Like, you need you need that ramp up. Um, okay, what what if we use the Fibonacci sequence in some way? Uh... <laughs> um, well, here's here's the idea. Here's the idea. Um, okay. Sort of why why I think like timers aren't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this does I will caveat with my way does require you to sort of know the people at the table. Mm-hmm. If you're playing yeah. with strangers, this doesn't work as well. And yeah, most sure, of sure. my gaming experiences are with people I know or where at least I know most people. Mm-hmm. So I think it works for most scenarios. But if you're at a gaming event and you sit down with five or six people you don't know, uh, then there's more of a reasonable, in my opinion, you want to have a timer. I understand that's fine. Um, but the idea is is that, yeah, timers. So you mentioned like it doesn't have to be rigid and that is good, mm-hmm. but like, so that that is that is that is part of the reason that it is that that I um, am concerned about it is because it is sort of a rigid amount of time. In that, throughout, not only do turn lengths matter based on um, the people at the table, mm-hmm. it varies for the group. Mm-hmm. It also, I think, varies throughout the game, and it mm-hmm. depends on the game you're playing. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning of the game, turns tend to be faster, and and then at the end of the game, turns tend to be take a little bit longer so do we set timers to ensure that turns at the beginning are fine or are we just worried with turns at the end so do we set timers based on the end turn you don't want to set it as the average because then that 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 sort of means at the beginning of the game your timer's not doing anything and then at the end of the game your timer is i guess policing the very very specifics of the final turn Mm -hmm. um I think there's I think there's some internal variability there. And I also think that like let's say you timers themselves are strict just by their very nature and that they will ring at 10 minutes. Let's say you you know you set a timer for 10 minutes, you say, we're not going to like murder you if you take a little bit longer than 10 minutes, but please take around 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I will feel very bad every second that timer's over the zero mark. So it doesn't matter. It is rigid in my head. It's <laughs> zero. I can no longer think about my turn. I'm basically concerned that I'm taking too long now. <laughs> I see. So it has to be some kind of self-regulating mechanism of empathy. Yeah, I do like that, 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 that's my that's my, my okay. yes. Okay, I do like I didn't know there was an emphasis on empathy in your solution, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> which is which is good. Uh, I, I'm not like super pro timer. Like and what's actually been interesting, uh, we can get into it. Like uh, we're still currently in lockdown uh, to future listeners yeah. uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, one thing we could start talking about is like um at the start of the pandemic, we we had that weekly board game group, which we, uh, which was really fun. Uh, but then we couldn't be at our regular spot uh, every week. So uh, at the beginning of this, I don't even know, like, where did you find uh, these online board game places that uh, we've been kind of using since then? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've moved the board game group online, right, in an attempt to, you know, still have a social life. And yeah. Also, <laughs> um, 
vaguely keep the idea alive. Um, how do we find the actual board game site? So I remember, and I honestly think this is, it might have been through Amon or through some other people. Hmm. I remember like I played a couple board games online before before the pandemic ever happened. When um, I think it was when we moved away. Oh, uh, okay. He's, he's, he's a friend of ours. Yeah, yeah. And, we've uh, asked him on. He does not want to be on. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, yeah, yeah. We can, we can, uh, we can say whatever we want about him, and he can never correct us. Yeah, he'll never know. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I have yelled at him. I was. He's made me the most <laughs> mad. <laughs> we can get into it if he ever comes on. <laughs> but I still love the kid. Uh, what yeah, a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like when people, so when friends started to like. Like I've had friends who I played board games with a lot more in the past where mm-hmm. they started to move away. And so in an attempt to like play some longer games together, we looked up and found these websites. So I knew about these before the pandemic started. Okay. Okay. Um didn't use them regularly though, right? Yeah. So yeah. They uh they've only mostly become a thing because of that. <laughs> um yeah. Uh do we want to talk about specific websites or i don't know yeah it's up to you man like i I think maybe we should um just because if anyone's listening who hasn't heard about these things it might be kind of useful for them sure um so we primarily use uh boardgamearena.com and uh, tabletopia uh boardgamearena is a website where they have each individual programs that are designed to model a specific game um and they have a ton of games and a lot of them are free some of them require premium um, membership. Premium membership's like $3 a month. It's really cheap. Mm-hmm. I did learn somewhere recently that if you want to play games in the same household, because it tracks and you're connected to the same Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you must have premium membership. Oh, wow. But <laughs> whatever. Um, um, so I have premium membership now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, is, it is a really well, like I think, implemented style of thing. Um, yeah, and it's interesting because... Yeah, because because board game arena it also like enforces the rules. Like it seems like whoever, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you can't really cheat because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, mean, that's so you can't really you can't really cheat, sure, but you also can't really like house rule anything or anything like that. You also yeah. can't really take your turns back if you make a mistake, right? Like, right. Um, and it's you're, we're, yeah, we're yeah, forced depends. into the sort of like the technology barrier of things that happened, I feel like more, or like I'm used to having more in things like video games where oh, I pressed yeah. the wrong button. Mm-hmm. Now you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that you like over like board games over video games? Is that like flexibility to sort of adjust things accordingly? Yeah. Like not too far and certainly mm-hmm. not if there's new information and everything. And we, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like when, when, when we play board games or when I play board games with people, we're fairly lenient on that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm sort of thinking about my turn and you just took your turn and you th- you see something that you better and rather than, you know, sit there and be disappointed about your life, you can do it again. It's fine. Um, I don't really need, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I guess, a stickler for the, the very hard limits on those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like, like it would make me just, you know, depressed if I s- s- saw that I failed to do something that was better after I'm looking at the board. Um, and I don't want you to be depressed, so go ahead. I mean, that's my <laughs> sensation usually at the start of most games I play with you, so it's 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know how to help that. No, 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 no. You don't need to help it. It's 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 just part of it. It's fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, anytime <laughs> I played a board game with Caven early on in the game, I said either I'm with him or I'm against him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I have to make an early choice. Yeah, we, we have to talk about the Caven problem. Um, <laughs> Is there a Caven problem? Is yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, okay, that was yeah. board game arena. But uh, tell us about Tabletopia. <laughs> Uh, sure, sure. Tabletopia, by contrast, is a physics-centric, effectively. Um, so it renders the pieces for a game mm. and anything you need to play it, and you can move those around and you can flip them and you can interact with them. And um, so it's more lenient on that rule sort of thing, but it also, people tend to like it less, I feel like, when we play because it it's it's a bigger program it's more yeah. processing power some people have problems moving things around and it's it's sort of less forgiving in terms of um your knowledge of using the program i think yeah rather yeah. than um uh, like if you know how to use it then it, it's good and if your computer can run it that's fine but if not then you have those sort of issues yeah um they're both subscription based in that like they get their money off of subscriptions uh, and they have like a wealth of games library that if you subscribe, you have access to. I think you can buy separate games to have permanent access on Tabletopia, although I've never done it. Oh, wow. I don't think you can do that on Board Game Arena. Hmm. Um, but they also have a, quite a few free-to-play. I would say Tabletopia has less free-to-play things if people are actually thinking about a place to play board games online. Um, we use those two main ones, though, because they're they're easy access. They don't... Both of them... If one person has a premium account who is playing, it gives access to anyone else who's playing. And so the original purpose of the board game group is that it is a public event where everybody can come and, you know, you can sort of meet people who are interested in similar hobbies and make friends and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the online version, whereas it's going to be more limited because of the reality of the scenario, mm -hmm. I still want to be a public event. I don't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm basically saying this in contrast to what I think is the probably the um, third option in terms of online board games. And I think that people actually might be more familiar with, because I see people online talk about it more, mm -hmm. which is Tabletop Simulator. Okay. Um, okay. Which is, again, a physics engine like Tabletopia, mm -hmm. where you can sort of create, uh, it, has, it has a lot more mod support. You can create individual games, and a lot of people do that. And so... It has a huge library of games, and that's awesome. The issue is, is that you have to buy the game mm. to play it. So everybody must fork over $20 to participate in this thing. Oh, okay. So we haven't used that as much for that reason. I don't yeah. want to force anybody to pay an entry fee, especially if you know that's not something that you uh, personally feel comfortable with or have any sort of like... Um, yeah. Like if I've never played games before, right? It's, and someone was like, well, you can try it, but you have to pay money. I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a like, barriers to entry. That That's interesting because I never yeah. really thought about, and yeah, maybe we can ask, but like I never even thought about that aspect of the board game meetup. Um, yeah, like how did that start? I, I, I'm i just like, I've never actually actually asked you. It, it's been like so valuable to me over the year, like year or two that I've been a part of it, but. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad it's been valuable to you. Thanks. Um, yeah. how it's been? How did that start? Okay, so you want to talk about like just how the meetup started in general? We can do that story. Yeah, sure, man. I don't know. <laughs> We're 40, I, I, I remember minutes. meeting you guys through Joanna. 
Um, yeah. She used to come to the Hack Forge and stuff. And then I think it was through that or uh, Gabe had the the random yeah. group. And it was kind of like an amalgamation of, of that. And I think, yeah, she knew you through school, university, whatever. And then you guys were playing there. So we started to meet up and started to grow, I think, a little bit more yeah. from there. It's basically like, yeah, Sean was there on the early inception of it becoming more of a public event. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, like, okay, so we just start with just real quick. We'll go. We'll go to the annals of the first time Caven got into board games. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Um, when, uh, like, before I played board games, I guess semi regularly, mm-hmm. I were like, I'd probably consider them my favorite form of gaming now. Mm-hmm. Um, I play like you know you're introduced to games as a kid, right? You play things like Monopoly. You play Risk. Mm-hmm. I really liked Catan uh, for a long time. I'd play it yearly with my family, uh, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed doing that. But not a lot of people seemed really into it, so I couldn't. There wasn't like a huge wealth of people that I knew that are going to do this thing, right? Yeah. Um, but then um, I had a friend, or a few friends. Amon was included, and Kui, who we both met. <laughs> And a couple other people, we bought together Risk Legacy. Oh, okay. I feel like we've heard Sean's views on yes. Risk Legacy story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's Risk, um, yeah. but it changes over time, right? Right. Um, it's not super important that game in and of, in and of itself. I don't think it's a great game. Long story short, <laughs> but it is still the Inception game that started me playing games. Yeah. Um, okay. So, like, where did you hear about it, and why did you think Risk Legacy was a good idea? <laughs> Well, okay. So in 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 my past, my my associated with board games, like like periodically playing them randomly yearly, mm-hmm. I actually did really enjoy. But I didn't really have anybody who wanted to regularly play them. Mm-hmm. So Risk Legacy was a game that changes, which I thought was cool, and promised to also be a game we're going to play multiple times. You play this game fifteen times, like that's mm-hmm. the idea when you buy it, right? So I was like, yeah, I mean that sounds fun. I like playing board games, and I never get to play them um so we did that and one of the people in that group who i don't he's still kind of around but i don't really see him as much mm. um i don't think you guys know uh yannick allard do you know no yeah, I never met him. that's fine it's not important um <laughs> great story <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he um he had played board games like he owned a few of the more oh, modernish yeah. board games and so he introduced them to us after we played finished worst mm-hmm. legacy and we really liked them and so then we got into playing them we started buying them mm-hmm. and then for a while it was just me and my friends we would mm-hmm. hang out weekly and we would play board games mm-hmm. um and then people started you know like university ends people started moving away for various reasons for jobs or for partners or whatever mm-hmm. and um like the number of people I could play board games with was dwindling. Um, so Joanne mentioned uh, that you, Sean, and mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the people were looking for people to play board games with. Right. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to meet new people and play games. Mm-hmm. So did that. And um, then Gabe mentioned his uh, random activity group thing. Mm-hmm. And so it became, okay, sure. You know what? I'll, I'll post online. We'll see how that works. Right. And um Having the regular influx of people, I actually like, really enjoyed it, actually. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did enjoy meeting new people. And it mm-hmm. was really sort of, it's nice to have a commonality, I think, when you're meeting new people. Mm-hmm. We don't really know each other, but right. we both already admitted and agreed that we're interested in this thing that's on the mm-hmm. table. 
So mm. we have something to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool. And so yeah. from that, I started to like that aspect more over time. So mm. I started to try and emphasize it more. Hmm. Um, and eventually the random activity group, I think, I don't think it, it's around anymore, right? Like, uh, yeah. like it cost, no. it cost yeah. money yeah. and it was, I don't know. I don't know how, uh, how well it was doing, but yeah. regardless, did you get a lot of, morphed. did Sorry. you get a lot of random people out of the random activity group? Like, did you see a lot of initially? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, initially, like surprisingly, there was something like, like, like regularly I'd have like 10 or 11 new people every single week. Wow. Um, that changed over time. And, uh, as it was there longer, that became less and less of a thing. And some of those people sort of just became regulars. Right. I think you you tapped into the group of people that were on that website and that were looking for board games. Right. Um, and that are willing to meet, I guess, random people, (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) um, so that sort of happened and eventually the random activity group ceased to be a thing, mm-hmm. but, um, I had sort of acquired enough of a base of people such right. that it is self-perpetuating. Right. <laughs> so now some other people might meet new people who come in, people eventually they get bored of things, they move on to other things. That's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But you get an influx of new people. And so, um, it sort of became a, uh, self-sustaining thing. It's not really, it doesn't right. seem like it's going to go away anymore. I mean, to get to give you some credit, like you, you do like every week I see we like we have a messenger group and you're like, OK, guys, games tonight or like you, you're you're What's the one true? who prompts it. Right. So I, and I was trying to do that for a time and I just like got exhausted from it. And thankfully, <laughs> you've, you've taken the mantle. So I appreciate that because you've definitely kept it running through these these years. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, you do need you need some sort of like, I guess, uh, like, um it's hard to to sort of organize. So if there's just mm-hmm. somebody doing it, yeah, it definitely helps. Sure. For sure. Um, so how do you think games have influenced your life? I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but is there anything that we kind of missed about like what sort of impact it has had on your life? Uh, I mean, I guess I'd say games influenced my life a lot. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my um, like recreational time playing games. Mm. Um I like Quab Quab mentioned me being competitive. I would say that probably comes from playing a lot of games. I like I like sort of I've always liked sort of solving puzzles. I don't know that's coming from games. Mm. Games are sort of indirectly a style of puzzle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um I really like solving puzzles. I really like figuring things out. Mm -hmm. And I like sort of the feeling of being accomplished, if that makes sense. Mm. Um so I don't know if I if I've uh, if I've gotten a positive relationship with sort of like any like a challenge from games, mm-hmm. but I like to do things that I find difficult now. Probably because of that, I'm more willing to try certain types of things mm-hmm. because because I want it because I want to solve it. Basically. Right, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, what what's your favorite? I don't know how this question snuck its way on because i didn't, I didn't put it but, there we can skip it <laughs> well, okay. well, do you have a favorite land party moment did you have a lot of land parties as a kid a land part not a lot as a kid i had a couple um oh, they no. were well can we Sorry? change this just to be like in-person video game moment <laughs> like, <laughs> who wrote this question i, I did <laughs> I, I don't think i did 
Uh, let's see. Okay, we're gonna skip that one for now. I mean, unless you got a good answer for it. Well, I mean, like, like I did. I did uh, once. Uh, okay. okay, so when I was um, sort of when okay. when the visual Xbox came out, <laughs> I'm guessing it was a bad experience. It was only once. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just okay. it was rare. I, maybe maybe okay. Like, okay. Um, so when, um, when the original Xbox came out, I got really into Halo when I was a kid, really liked Halo. one of my favorite games. Um, and the original Halo did not have any sort of live to facilitate the multiplayer easily. Mm. There was a sort of, uh, community support thing that came online. You could connect through, I think there was like created sort of like an, um, like a matchmaking on certain websites, mm-hmm. but it was... I mean, it was clunky and it was super glitchy. It, it didn't really have the resources to do it well, right? Mm. Um, so it was exciting when you could get a bunch of people over to play Halo. <laughs> um, and when I was when Halo was out, I was younger. I wasn't really in the stage in my life where I have like uh, a lot of uh, friends that also have Halo that I can go over to and play regularly with. Mm. So my um my father and i remember him getting a bunch of his friends over to our house maybe like once a year twice mm-hmm. um and we set up tvs everywhere and i played with them what? and nice it was super fun i really liked it what is your <laughs> life? oh my gosh <laughs> sounds like yeah you, you got yeah. a cool lineage there yeah man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those were fun. Those were fun times. Um, and also, me and my cousin would play Halo together a lot. And so we, because I was playing, we were playing with a bunch of adults that had jobs and you know things they had to do with their day, not that weren't video games. Uh-huh. Um, it meant that we were generally better than them. Oh, so okay. It was also the uh, I liked I liked uh, you know showing the adults what for. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's actually really interesting. Like I I can't think of many things me growing up that I was that I was better at than my parents so <laughs> that would or other adults yeah, yeah that would be a cool feeling um, mm-hmm. usually usually it's a sad moment when you know you can beat your parents at something but it sounds I, like if, I was, kid, if I was a kid if I was a kid yeah it'd be over but yeah no you're right it does yeah, it does bum me out but that's like I don't, I don't remember being sad <laughs> that's like that's early 30s feeling Sean that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> you're out of your 20s you know <laughs> <laughs> Melancholy. Um, <laughs> so, do you remember your best or and or worst experience you had with a game? Um, we gotta adjust these questions. We can split these up. <laughs> you know, because you might not have one for each. So, I like to mush right. it all in there. That's fine. I, I just, I just, I just have to think for a second. So, best or worst experience? So what would be a best experience? Like, just like a really good one. Um, epic win or an epic fail? Mm. We'll circle back to it. We'll circle back. Yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take some time. Okay. Yeah, maybe we should like set the questions. I like how meta I get on the show. Um, I just <laughs> and like Sean does all the work pretty much, and I just show up and I'm like, mm, this should change. Uh, maybe we should do this. <laughs> You're just the the official critic. Yeah, no, I just show up, and uh, I'm here for color commentary. <laughs> Like, uh, is there a type of game that you really like? It sounds like you're more of a strategic type, but is it, would you consider that like your favorite sort of type of game? I guess, I guess, 
Yeah, if you want to say like a favorite type, I do. I like I like strategic games. Um, in terms of like um, being more as an like when I was younger, I played a lot more shooters and things. Mm. Being more as an adult, I play more of the like civilization style video right. games. Uh, I've been into Stellaris lately. If you know what that is it's basically civilization in space. Okay. Um, oh. It's good. I like it. Okay. Um, it's. They're games with, honestly, games like Civilization and things, I feel like are games with mm-hmm. numbers that just get bigger. And my brain has decided that if numbers get bigger forever, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like that aspect of them. Um, and it's a puzzle, right? I like, I like trying to solve mm-hmm. that puzzle. It's a little bit more of a difficult puzzle. I do like other games though as well. I like games that are random, just sort of like the social aspect too. If you want to play like, um, oh god, what's a good uh, what's a good example? You enjoy games like zombie dice, werewolf type games, werewolf yeah, like roll, yeah, you... like games about uh, like hidden roll games. Yeah, I like right. those actually quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Those are more like those are more like social deduction. They're they're like a puzzle in themselves, but the puzzle is the people in trying to convince them that you promise you're not evil. <laughs> Yeah, so th- a lot of the screaming matches I've had have been in social <laughs> games, and Caven is—he's just very—he's he, gotten very good at socially manipulating all of us. Yeah, he talks and talks and talks, <laughs> and it sounds like it's making sense. And and early on, because I had never really played too. I didn't have that much experience with social deduction games. You just listen to him and you listen to him. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I trust this guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a bad you person. It. Got to, got to, like, I feel like it, that it makes everything sound. Yeah. There, well, and, and getting back to even like what you were talking about with the board game group, like you did have like an authority within the board game group because, and like true. you would have you for most, a lot of games, you're the guy with the duffel bags, which is probably how I should have introduced you. You have a duffel bag yeah. of board games that you would bring to the board game group. Um, and a, a lot of the times you would be the authority who is teaching new people to play the game, uh, yeah. which is a tough role. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I have to give you a lot of respect for that aspect because that must be boring. Nice. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, it's teaching the same thing fine. over and over again, or, <laughs> or, I mean, you just want to play, but, uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I don't even know where I was going with this, but, uh, yeah, anyway, you have authority with these games. So then back to the social deducting mm-hmm. games, it was, it, it just hurts when you, you betray us all. <laughs> Sorry. I feel I'm, like joking. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. getting a bad rap here. Uh. No, no. It, it, you're good at the game, but also, like, it also kind of hurts you because, like, I just don't trust you in any game uh, now, so that's fine. <laughs> it yeah. just means you're good at the there game. Is, it's, okay, but, like, it's that, that is, that is, that is maybe, maybe, uh, if I was, if I was trying to, you know, permanently, like, manipulate you, Club, um, <laughs> No, I would, I, I would, I would, I would never reveal when I had lied. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Try not to, right? Like after the game, if I if I'm like 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 you know like hey, look at how amazing I am. It wasn't it great. Yeah. Um, and then and then you feel bad, never trust me again. This is not a good move for me to make for the future. Mm. But um, no, I don't but... know. I mean, like I I feel like those those games are are interesting. It, well, I'll, I'll say like I I've loved being both sides of it. Like that is the thing that is so fun, and I didn't know I missed it. Like I played Mafia like once in university, um, and it was okay. It was fun, but it was like you do have this person who has to like kind of keep track of everything. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. great, but then like playing Avalon with you guys, like three games in, I'm like, oh, I get it. And like, and like being the spy is like absolutely being so fun. Yeah. Um, sometimes it can get boring if like you're just an innocent person trying to be innocent. Um, <laughs> but just trying to just looking at people and knowing they're lying to you. But like, I don't know. It's it's interesting to it play is. both sides um, and get so mad and then but still like like the people <laughs> afterwards. Uh, it is um it is it is I think the valuable thing about the game actually. There's a um I don't know if you guys if you guys watched uh, Shut Up and Sit Down their board game reviews. No. I I oh I no. have I'm, yeah I'm familiar with them yeah. YouTube. Um, there's a um, yeah they're on YouTube. Um, uh, I think his name is Quentin Smith. He did a um, he's done multiple like you know panels about board games. They mm-hmm. run a thing called Shucks, which is like a yearly like actual like uh, like panel event and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a presentation where he mentioned Avalon, and one of the things I like that he mentioned that is good about that game. Mm-hmm. is in terms of helping people sort of like give you a uh, a social link to latch onto where you might not know each other really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's you. everybody has these hidden roles, right? And like you look at your car and you realize you're a spy and then you get to see who all the other spies are. So you look around the table and you realize, oh, this other person is also a spy. So you may have never actually talked to that person before or met that person before, but you now have an instant connection with that person. We are working together on this team and we are lying to all of the rest of our friends <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is, I think is a cool, uh, like bootstrapping device, if that makes sense. Right. For sure. Uh, it was, a, it was really interesting. And I think that's one of the early games I played where I got to know people in the board game group and it gets mm. everybody talking and <laughs> yelling. <laughs> Specifically, Caven <laughs> talking about math. Uh, <laughs> math is important. Uh, how do you know things about math? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Math is a tool. Uh, <laughs> you can build a house with it, or you can bash your neighbor's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I think those types of games, like they have, uh, like there's, it's, it's, it's exhilarating. I think to like consistently lie and get away with it yeah. like that's cool in and of yeah. itself yeah but it's also like it's it's cool to um just be like just be not a spy and try to figure out this really really difficult puzzle right you're like okay mm-hmm. it's really satisfying when you mess around with the math or like other things and then you realize finally you have to be a spy <laughs> you've been lying to me the whole time oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i guess i maybe i just don't pay enough attention yeah, <laughs> so, like you know, there, there are some people that play that game and they like within the first few turns okay this person did this this person did this therefore you're the spy and i'm yeah. the person like wow this is back and i'm like i don't know i'm just trying to have fun here i'm not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah which yeah which i guess could be a down point but also i don't know like early on i was just taking your word for it because i'm like oh this guy's played the game and then i realized oh no he's just always like this um but then with like oh, oh, I, I don't i'm always telling the truth I promise. <laughs> but what's interesting about avalon is like the other roles that also make it interesting like having a merlin yeah. who who does know who the spies are but if the spies guess who merlin yeah. is then they lose so like there's another whole other game where you know these people are lying sometimes and you have mm-hmm. to steer everyone without pointing the finger at yourself. It's uh yeah. What's actually what's actually cool about that game is that is a game about trying to figure out exactly who everybody is. 
but at the same time, if you add roles in like Merlin and things, when you start the game, most people already know who all the spies are. Mm. There are very few people who are like, if if you if your special roles are spies, Merlin, and assassin, that's mm. it. Yeah. And then you have five people, that's two spies and Merlin. That means three out of five people know everyone's roles to begin with. Mm. Which I think is interesting because it's it's really it's a game about trying to figure things out, but it's a really a game about trying to convince two clueless people about <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I always seem to get myself in the clueless position. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty good at being clueless. <laughs> um, so of all these games that you played, do you have a favorite game? One that you you know like your desert island game? One that if you're stuck on a desert island? Yeah. Yeah, I do have a favorite game, and okay. honestly, we've already been talking about it. I've actually talked to quite a few people, but I do think Avalon is probably my favorite board game. Yeah, primarily due to its 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 life. In that, like, I played it to begin with when it was just the Resistance, where there wasn't mm-hmm. roles like Merlin and the Assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout, like, just I played that game when I started mm-hmm. playing board games more right. frequently, probably like six or seven years ago. Now I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. Um. And still, am willing to play that game today. Yeah, so it evolves with I think with the yeah, and I think it evolves with sort of the people you're playing with, and mm-hmm. like um, there are potential layers of strategy you can get yourself into mm-hmm. that you do not have to engage with if you do not want to. But if you play mm-hmm. the game a lot, make the game more interesting again. I think it's really well designed. Um, I would say Avalon is honestly probably my favorite game. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, is there anything that you don't like about games or gamers, gaming culture, things like that? Is there something that kind of irks you about all of that? Okay. Um, for games in general, the games themselves, I would say maybe not. It very much depends on the game. There are certain types of games I'm not as interested in. Okay. And, um, it, like, a, you know, it's kind of like games I've considered. It, it's subjective, but games I consider good versus bad. Um, if a game is very, very long and okay. tries to get you to be invested in what's going on, right. and also is very random to the point where you have very little control over what's going on, mm. I don't like that. Because then the game says to me, like Monopoly is a good example of this, um, it says to me, Kaven, you should try to win. And then when I'm losing, says, why aren't you winning? Also, by the way, that guy who rolled doubles took four turns in a row. Don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) I feel bad for not, quote unquote, doing well at this game when I have no control over what's going on. Um, I don't think Monopoly is designed well. Uh, I I don't know. I think that's the thing. It's it's exact. It was as far as I understand it, it was designed to be that sort of infuriating. Yeah. If you don't flip the board, you're. <laughs> yeah, no, game right. yeah no it's a it's a cut co- like honestly it's actually it has a really interesting history we could do an episode maybe on it mm-hmm. but it's like the person who invented it was like capitalism's bad guys and uh here's a game to show you how capitalism's bad <laughs> okay and you're supposed I, 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 to like a... cheat and like there's all these other rules with like um auctioning and stuff that's supposed to make it better but i again i i don't care for monopoly i haven't tried no. with all the other rules though but. yeah yeah. From okay, from from like a if you want to like from like a simulation point perspective, that is an interesting idea. Actually, I've not really <laughs> thought about Monopoly in that way. Yeah. Um, but from a perspective of I am trying to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Um, not that not that like randomness in games is bad. If games mm-hmm. are shorter, or if the game is sort of very adamant that mm-hmm. like you are not supposed to be trying very hard, mm-hmm. then that's fine. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and games that have no randomness in them, I don't think that's entirely good either. You want to strike mm-hmm. a decent balance between the two of them. Games that are entirely unrandom become really competitive. Like yeah. chess, for example, is a good game, right. but it's it's one of those things where I will not regularly play chess with people who are amazingly good at it because not that I'm a sore loser, but I can only take definitely losing as the conclusion so many times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, and um, with a little bit of randomness in games, if other people you're playing with are, are just better at the game, like they know the game better. Mm -hmm. you You can have that variable variability in skill cap and still have a possibility of winning. Right. Yeah. So I think that's helpful, but too much randomness, and then you feel like you might as well not be playing the game. Like Snakes and Ladders is not a game that you need to give any input into. The computer could do all of my moves, and I would be just as good at it, right? Right. And like you can talk about Snakes and Ladders as like a teaching tool of teaching people how to play games or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But for a game to sit down with friends and to play and have fun, not really the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, for the other things, for like gamers or gamer culture. Uh, I would say um, the thing that I dislike would be any sort of the uh, um, I sort of vaguely mentioned it before, like exclusionariness or mm-hmm. like elitism, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Um, this idea between like quote unquote real gamers or not real gamers, I really do not like that idea. Mm-hmm. I think that people like certain, to some extent, everybody likes to play games. There are humans who have never played games in their lives. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and the types of games people like are different. There are no games that are inherently, objectively better than others. We just talked about how I think Monopoly is a bad game. But um, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, it, that is an opinion. If right. you really, really like Monopoly, then by all means, have a great time with it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Right. I'm not going to be like, no, you're a bad person. Um <laughs> But like there is, I think, a trend or uh, in certain sections of gamer culture of like like quote unquote hardcore gamers or anything mm-hmm. like a real gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that first of all holds any basis in things that matter. I don't know. I don't really know what you're trying to get out of that as a person. If you're taking that route, you're saying that like I think these games are just inherently better, and I don't think that makes any first of all logical sense. Like there's there's nothing to hold on there. And it's just mean for the sake of being mean. Um, yeah. yeah. No, that's I, I, I don't like people who do that. Uh, and I guess I would say um, we'll deliberately push back against that if people try to do that sort of thing. I mean, yeah. generally, I feel like quite a nice person. But if somebody <laughs> tries to do something like that, I can be... A little aggressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cool though. <laughs> I don't know if I've witnessed it. It feels like I might have. <laughs> uh, no, but it's good. It's good. It's I good. feel like Caven gloats a lot, unless I. No, he doesn't gloat, but he he can push back. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's usually for a good cause uh, when somebody's being a jerk. But yeah, it's uh, it's nice. <laughs> it's satisfying. <laughs> Um, yeah, cause like th- those sorts of people, I feel like are usually, um, 
their their crux of their sort of like superiority here is that they're better than you at this thing. Yeah. So the best thing to do, I think, in that scenario is to wipe the floor with them. I played <laughs> a lot of games. I am quite good at them. If you want to act like that, I will beat the crap out of you for it. <laughs> <laughs> That is not my goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that sounds good. That's uh, so. Like... Um, sure. So before we wrap things up, have you? Did you think of any best or worst game experiences that you've had? Oh, um, take your time. Yeah, we can okay, so like very very specific scenarios. Um, I hadn't thought of. I think like. Yeah, okay, okay. Actually, I have one scenario that is both the best and worst Perfect. scenario. Perfect. How's that? Yeah. Um, best in terms of I am proud of myself in my ability to win. Uh-huh. And worst in terms of I feel bad for my friends. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I know what this one is. <laughs> and it might have it, this might be this might be something that was previously mentioned. I was just mm-hmm. The story between me and Amon. I don't know if Amon mm-hmm. has mentioned this. He might have. No, I don't think he did um, on the show. But <laughs> um, have you guys played Game of Thrones, the board game? A little bit, yeah. Oh, okay. He might have mentioned it. <laughs> he might have. Yeah, we, t- Thrones, oh, we can hear a cave inside this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need all sides. <laughs> <laughs> game of Thrones, the board game, is a game that I think is interestingly really thematic and really <laughs> captures the feel of that world quite mm-hmm. well. It's mm-hmm. a war game, okay? Mm-hmm. Where um, you have armies and you have supply and they're doing things as the dudes on a map and you need to control so many castles to win. Right. But the interesting thing about the game is instead of a game like Risk where you take all your moves and the other person takes all their moves mm-hmm. and then you go around in turn order, you all have little order tokens. You place these orders face down secretly for every single unit on the board. So it becomes more of a game of negotiation. Mm-hmm. And it becomes honestly as well a game of backstab. You win this game by convincing someone else that you're not going to attack them and then attacking them. Because you're sort of locked in a stalemate between all the different houses with sort of the relative strengths of your armies. Unless you can take over more land. You can only take over more land if you can, say, demilitarize one of your borders with one of your allies mm-hmm. and, and push further in a different direction. Now you have enough men to be able to do something. Mm-hmm. But if you demilitarize the wrong border, you are now dead. So it becomes like a negotiation thing, right? right. Um, and the first time we ever played Game of Thrones was, and I feel bad in terms, this is this is actually honestly probably is a negative of how the game is designed in terms of a game that is fun, uh-huh. uh, in that I feel bad for Amon. Um, because effectively what happens is you place all these order tokens down mm-hmm. and you talk to each other. You're like, yeah, no, I promise I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm not going to do that. This is exactly what I'm doing with my units. I, that's what they're doing. And then you flip them all over and you're like, actually I'm attacking. you." Um, so it becomes like, basically I spent a decent amount of the game. I looked at my two neighbors. I had two primary neighbors and you know, you nominally I'm friends with everybody, mm-hmm. but really <laughs> one of you knows in a game like this, I need to attack someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm lying to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I slowly moved all of my units to places such that when I attacked Amon, I could wipe them off the board. 
So for strategic things, I was proud of myself in setting it all up and then executing it. And it worked amazingly. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the worst moment ever, Amon kind of checked out after that point. Yeah. And like he he tried like some counterattacks a few times and he was pushed back. And then he sort of he sort of gave up. It's it's a negative of I think how the game is designed, not necessarily in that you could design a better game or right. what it's trying to be, but something that like you sort of have to accept in this sort of this style of game. Mm-hmm. It has player elimination effectively, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a long game, and yeah. honestly, it sucks to be eliminated from a long game. Generally speaking, you should avoid player elimination if you're trying to make a game. Yeah. Um, but keeping in the spirit of Game of Thrones, I guess it sort of depends on what you're trying to do. Right. You want a game where people can die mm-hmm. because it's like the show, <laughs> and that's sort of going to have to stay. And back so, it's kind of part and parcel with it as well. So you're yeah. kind of living up to the spirit of the game. Yeah, that was the idea of the game. Um, uh-huh. But um, it, 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 somehow Amon got imbued with like some kind of power where he could just assassinate everybody in the end, at the end of the game. Remnants <laughs> <laughs> like, of his characters just secretly yeah. lived in the other kingdoms and then murdered everybody. Yeah, maybe. Or like you can be like the rebel movement or something. I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know necessarily how to like fix it in terms of the game itself. But like, I guess that is a, that is a best and worst moment in that I was really proud of like, I guess the execution of the plan, like everything worked together so well. Uh And then uh, at the same time, after the plan was over and I had reveled in the fact that like, I did such a great job. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> um, I, 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 uh, I felt, I felt kind of bad. Yeah. But, yeah. You, you never know. think about the body removal, uh, before, I didn't you know, before really want to make Amon have a bad time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and this story is not making me sound great in most games, <laughs> the vast majority of time. I don't want to play a game where other people are not having a good time. No, Right. <laughs> it's it's fair, but it's it is interesting and like uh, being with the board game group and playing games like uh, with you guys has taught me that. Like it it's it is it's there's empathy to be had. You can also be a jerk. There's space to be a jerk and put the jerk hat on. Kind of, yeah. yeah, where you are being competitive, you are um trying to defeat other people, but it's if you can leave it later and like still be friends that's still cool you know and or if you lose horribly you can be like i'll get him next time uh but yeah i yeah yeah that uh, yeah that's good though it's uh you're not a monster (laughs) (laughs) thanks i I do think that is that is important if you're going to place those styles of games it's it's Mm. interesting in and of itself too it is fun to be competitive in that sort of way um and i think it's it's a good it's a good thing to have some sort of outlet to be able to do that like okay if I could do anything at all, what, like, how successful can I be at trying to accomplish just goal X, whatever yeah. it happens to be? Um, but yeah, you do need to be with a group of people that, like, understand that that's possible to happen and that are going to be okay with it afterwards. Yeah. Because it, right. it cannot be great sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't, I forget if we had this discussion on air or something, but I think we we're talking about like a Groundhog Day type situation. And I, I, I've been thinking more about it in terms of like games are kind of like this infinite loop of a day, right? You can do the scenario over and over mm-hmm. again and you can make different decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And video games too. It's like a simulation where you can, you know, yeah. 
uh, take a groundhog and drive off a cliff and see what happens or, you know, be a nice guy. <laughs> Learn to play the piano. <laughs> you can just, you can just do things, whatever yeah. your, whatever your heart desires. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think, uh, yeah. I feel like this is a pretty well-played episode. I think it was very well-played and I'm starving because oh my god what are you doing <laughs> but i've been enjoying the discussion so yeah, what are you doing okay yeah we're gonna go <laughs> um but no i i really appreciate uh having you on caven and i'm glad we got to have this discussion finally and yeah. we'll have another one soon yeah 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 um appreciate you inviting me it was a good time uh you know and now i know if i play game of thrones with you i will be on my guard oh no, i'm not i'm never playing game of thrones with those <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, the second time I played Game of Thrones, I got my ass handed to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Well played. <laughs>